2: This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. All
3: right, my eggs are done. Sorry, I'll be back in 1 second. Eggs. He cooks eggs just as we're beginning to record. He has 2 eggs frying. Unbelievable. For so- if
1: he sleep- gets to sleep in a little bit on a Saturday, this is right about breakfast time. Like okay, but then I just woke you- up. 15 uh, minutes ago okay all
3: right
0: dad do you salt your eggs like after they're cooked as they're cooking or like right as you put them in the pan what am I, I supposed to? what am i supposed to salt and pepper eggs
3: i normally salt hot. them afterward. hot well eggs okay. s- s- eggs are hot coming right out of a fry pan they tend <laughs> to be that way they get co- they get cold very quickly though eggs especially scrambled eggs that's why i don't like scrambled eggs they go from perfectly warm to tepid to cold in about a minute.
1: I sometimes I I switch it up. Sometimes I actually salt the pan as I throw the eggs in like before I throw really? the eggs in. Yeah. I've just tried different things. Okay. And uh, that that's Jane Jane calls You mean
0: salt the butter?
1: No, like I'll I mean I'll just throw salt and pepper in the pan so that when I drop the eggs on they've got it immediately on them. It's not every time. And your wife approves of that? As a chef? Ah, she she doesn't think. I was saying she um She says, baking is a science, but cooking is an art. Like, your stovetop, that's an art. That's Mm -hmm. where you get to play around and and try things. And so, I try things on occasion. Look at you
0: getting freaky in the kitchen. Baby. Salting the pan before the food anything goes in is like, you know, that's some, like, finger-in-the-butt stuff right there. (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) I don't know. What does that mean? Finger-in-the-butt stuff? That's the
0: equivalent in the cooking world of Getting a little handsy.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. I do love cooking. I would like to incorporate uh, a love of cooking into content somehow. I don't know how I mean, to do that. you used to do
1: Soup of the Day. You could yeah, that's do true. something similar with this show.
3: And, and Roy Bellamy kicked my ass in the, in the Turk off, although uh, he cheated by, uh, by following a recipe. But he didn't cheat. Yeah, Roy, you, you earned every bit of it. I want
1: you know, I had lunch with Cynthia over Christmas break because she was up in my town look at me louie right and uh she was still raving about roy's turkey it was legit she said she said yours was incredible but just that's just how good roy did it
0: it was the best oven bird i've ever had roy's yeah dad everything you cook is with a recipe you always have a printed recipe you still print recipes that's
3: the crazy part <laughs> okay first of all <laughs> don't besmirch me i print recipes as a backup <laughs> i don't fo- i don't follow a recipe like like if, if I have a question in the middle of the process, I might consult a recipe, but I don't go step by step and say, all right, what do I do now? You know, I know I'm that- sure when Roy you're... does the same thing. I'm just saying.
0: I gave, him, I gave him shit on air for using, like for it being a recipe, but it's not right. a,
3: like a lot of people look at recipes. Okay. Uh, I, I want to talk about a few different things. I went out to um, Target yesterday and bought a couple of cheap pair of sunglasses because I've been squinting a lot lately. I need sunglasses. And I come home and I try them on for your mother. Which do you like the best? And, and she informed me that I bought women's sunglasses. Um, I didn't even really consider. I thought sunglasses were like, you know, whatever. I mean, genderless uh, women's sunglasses. So can I try them on right now? And, and you just tell me if these look like women's sunglasses. They do yes. give off
1: grandma. Oh, my. <laughs> they do? you bought those? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those give off grandma glasses, man.
3: <laughs> okay. right, now these, and these are the ones I you're like. You're doing better. a bit, dad, dad. You're doing a bit. No, these are the ones I like better. Oh, my God. You're doing a oh, bit.
1: You're doing a what? Bit. This has to be a bit.
3: What's wrong with
0: these? I get what you're saying, dad, because like I could see Dwayne Wade or Leonardo DiCaprio. Like right. I get what you're saying, like a stylish person, man or female, could right. pull
3: off those sunglasses. And th- so you're th- saying I'm not a stylish person.
1: Of course not. <laughs> look, look, Gre- Greg Cody's about to spend some time on the Vegas Strip. He's about to go perform in Vegas, and it's, he's got to right. go Hollywood on us with his fancy sunglasses. Should, is is it time? It
0: is. Should we announce now that the Greg Cody Show is going to Vegas? Yeah,
3: let's talk about that.
0: No, but like that, we've done shtick before where I'm at Radio Row for the Levitard Show, and you're like, "Oh, the Greg Cody Show." No, 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 no. Right. Yeti Blanc, Chris Cody, Greg Cody, boots on the ground. In Las Vegas, no shtick, the same room. We're going to do an episode. like We are doing the Greg Cody Show in Las Vegas, and it's definitely being paid for by the Greg Cody Show. It has nothing to do with the Levitard Show live show that Greg Cody and Yeti and Chris are all a part of. So there's definitely nothing going on here with Levitard Show. It's just coincidence that the Greg Cody Show and Levitard Show will be there at the same time. That's correct.
3: Um, I have only one question of what you just said. And the question is this same room. What are you insane? You no, think the three of no, us no, 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 are staying no. in the same room? I meant what like we will
0: record. <laughs> that is a hilarious visual. And that would get good views <laughs> if we put that on our YouTube channel. But uh,
1: Chris sleeps outside. I, finally in Vegas,
3: hey, <laughs> I'm crazier. Things have happened. Okay, can I reveal? Uh, can I reveal what what our roles are going to be in Vegas or what, what my role is going to be? I'm trying to think if it's been revealed yet on not, air. Nothing yet not, yeah, the, it is not it has
1: not been I, said publicly yet, but I'm no, then
3: we're,
0: no, 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 we're not okay. going to we're not going to say
1: right. exactly.
0: No, we can, we can say that everyone it that will. in this podcast has a role. It might convince okay. people okay. to can, show can, up.
1: You know, people were just on the fence of I don't know if I want to go, but it also might scare some people away.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. So I I will say that everybody that you're listening to right now, Yeti Blanc, me, and Greg Cody will have a substantial role and you will see them in the live show for the lebitard show on thursday and friday i I don't want to go into
3: detail about what anyone will be doing okay so if if i if i can't say this word then you can bleep it out but there will be a musical element to what we're doing
1: yes they certainly are bringing me in for comedy i I don't think anyone was thinking (laughs) that like dan's
0: like you know we got to get yeti in here to talk some mariners (laughs) okay so yes just if, if you're a fan of the greg cody show and, and you were thinking of doing the, the Levitard Show circuit thing, you will get a chance to meet all three of us at the Levitard Show live show.
3: That's correct. And, and which I'm, is which I'm going to bring
0: a. Which you, which you can go to, God, I hope I get this right, circaswim.com slash Levitard. Yeti, he confirmed that for me. Circaswim.com
1: slash Levitard. It's actually circalasvegas.com slash dot Circalasvegas.com slash Levitard. And that'll get you there.
0: Yeah, if you go to the circus website, there we are we're all over there. All you have to do is RSVP. You don't have to buy any general admission tickets. Just RSVP and you get your spot and we're expecting thousands of people out there and we're going to be meeting we're going to be doing a live show for 2 hours and meeting and greeting with all the people that are there. So, if you're thinking about it, come on out.
3: We've had uh we've had a few production
0: meetings Already, and what has that gone like for you, Dad? Because you've just been thrown off by the whole process. Like we're like du- like when I say like you've only had what two or three? Yeah, I've had dozen like probably over a dozen of these meetings, and it's good. Like I'm not complaining. We're very prepared for this Vegas trip. Yeah, it's just funny. You had a meeting one day at 5:30, and then another one got scheduled for the next day at 11. Yeah, and you're like, oh, is my five th- like that means my five thirty's canceled, right? Because I have now one. At- I'm like, no, Dad, you have one at five thirty, and then you have one. It's like, I know you're just discovering. Like, when's the last time the Herald did meetings? Oh, we
3: we used to do meetings all the time in the office, but we don't anymore. I mean, theoretically, we have a an, an annual staff meeting, but it goes by the wayside because we barely have a staff now. Um, it, we have like eight people left on the uh, Herald. <laughs> so it's just, so it's just a group text. Yeah, pretty much. It's devolved <laughs> into a group text. That's exactly right. But all of these production meetings, it's a little bit intimidating for me because, first of all, I didn't realize the magnitude of this Vegas thing. Viva Mas Vegas. It, it, thousands of people are going to be there. It's like been such a success in, in yeah. the build-up, you know, and, and I'm going to have a, a bigger role than I imagined I would, and it's just it's a little bit scary, if I'm being perfectly honest. Even though I've done mosses before, and I've been involved in crowds and fans and and I mean, but this yeah, is, but this Dad, is but different. Dad,
0: just it—it's gonna feel. The thing is, is you can't like if you're bad, it's good. Okay, like you find it. <laughs> I I almost fit in that space. God's fits in that space. Like Dan has to be
3: good, right?
0: Like every like everybody else can just kind of be themselves and react to Dan, right? Um, and and I know what you're talking about. See, we can't really get into why you're nervous, right? But
3: you know. <laughs> We can talk about it off air and you're going to do yeah. fine. Okay. I'm not going to confirm that I will be jumping off a 10 meter high board into a swimming pool. I'm not going to confirm that. Nude. Well, you know, semi-nude. I'll have on a thong. Um, right. <laughs> okay. But we, again, we don't want to confirm that. Um, I want to, I, I want to ask you guys something uh, on air. All even right. I'll, it's all right.
0: I'll say it. My dad's boxing Jake Paul.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wish because I would kick his ass. And you know it. Yeti, did you just plug in your music?
1: Yes. Sorry, I should have <laughs> <was> muted. Like, <laughs> I should have muted. <laughs>
0: what happened? It, just, you... it sounded like, you know, like that like sound that you get at the beginning of a music video or like the sound right. or start of a concert where like you hear the turning on of the...
1: Okay. It's yeah. before you plug in the amp, like when you it turn on the amp, but it's not plugged in it's, yet. It, yeah. it honestly sounded cool.
0: Like it's not a bad like backdrop of sound. I don't even know if the audience is going to hear it. I just heard it
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I wasn't fully prepared, and I realized, wait a minute, I haven't plugged in just in case I have to use my soundboard, so uh, okay, professionalism, but a little rusty. <laughs> we took a week off. I'm just a little yeah, rusty. Yeah, yeah all right, yeah, well,
0: exactly. that's closer
3: to professionalism than Christopher eating fried eggs during the uh, during the <laughs> broadcast, so you're okay on that. How the fried eggs turn out, by the way perfect yeah
0: i have I've realized i mean i'm I'm Greg Cody's son. I don't really need pepper Congrats. on my on my eggs. I'm a, just oh. give me a little salt, really. I heavily pepper my eggs no.
1: Wow, and do I you like?
0: like um, I like a dash of hot sauce to like dab it in.
1: Okay, give me, give me a little salted eggs. I enjoy. I enjoy pepper. I enjoy Tony Cashers. I put tahini. Yeah. I switch oh, it up all the that's, time. That's yeah. a
0: chef. That's a chef's husband right there. <laughs> uh, and and what about the yolk? What kind of yolk do you like? I like my yolk cooked. I don't like a, like. I don't like it easy. I like it oh, give really. Me it. I, I like a little slight run of it, but like, give me like, I don't, I'm okay. I'll, even if it's over hard, like if, if you cook it too far,
3: like I'm good with that. You know what I do that, um, your mother always makes fun of me. When I eat a fried egg, I eat around the yolk. Like I eat all of the white part first. So all that's left on my plate is like a big giant yellow eye. And that's what I eat last. And then I, I poke the, the diamond, uh, shaped, uh, the, 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 the bread in it, the toast. And I do all that. Oh, it's just nothing better than the runny yolk.
1: Yeah, I'm a runny yolk guy, especially over English muffin.
3: Yeah. English muffin, wow. Huh?
1: bays English muffins. We got to start thinking about, we got this is, this is
0: me just <laughs> having an, an on-air show meeting. I want to have one of those too, because I have a question for you guys. We need to start thinking about who we want to have on our Greg Cody show episode from the Super Bowl. We might have to release an episode too, like not on Monday. Cause it's like we don't want to wait till after the Super Bowl to to release the content we're doing out there. Right, we might need to like hype up. Maybe just do a multiple because we're also going to want to react to the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's do two two uh, episodes. Yeah, might do a couple. Let's plan to like release one like late in that week. Right. So somewhere in the Wednesday Thursday we record. Yeah. Release as soon as possible, type thing where we get it out before the Super Bowl, and then we can kind of
3: maybe do a midweek reaction to the Super Bowl, or we can right. just wait to the following
0: week. I don't know. We'll figure that part out. Okay.
3: Uh, speaking of on-air show meetings, um, I want to ask you guys, we have set the date for the PFPI gala and awards ceremony and champions. God, just
0: that, that, Come that's on. a group. That's a group text to the family. Like why it's are gonna we talking be about Sunday?
3: This? And if you'll listen to me, I'll explain why I'm talking about it. It's going to be Sunday, February 18th. And my question for you is, should we live stream it? And what, what you, does live you, you, streaming mean? But what is involved? Like what when I say live stream the PFP, we're, P- we're not live streaming it. We're not live streaming it.
1: If if Vegas wasn't happening, I was going to suggest maybe I come down and, and do that. But because uh, this is either the nineteenth oh, wow. or twentieth, and I I, th- I thought it was maybe the twentieth, but I could have been wrong. And I would, like that would be kind of fun to do. But Vegas is happening, and uh, we okay, honestly,
0: and, and we honestly could one year. It's too late in the process to do it now for this one. But like we could one time really like build this thing up and like invite people from the Levitard show and like have it somewhere and like make it like
1: a whole thing, yeah.
0: Like uh like we could get it sponsored, like we like we could like make this like a thing. <laughs> would that, so yeah, that but, would be ridiculous.
1: I know. Like that's the point of like a whole gala with like a full buffet of food. A live event at a small venue.
3: Yeah. Right. Where uh, speak,
1: then, and then you get up
0: him. on stage to be like Dick's Rough Riders had the most 10 win weeks. <laughs> That's right.
3: We do all the stats here. I have <laughs> you know, them right here. He, we he do all of through them. a dozen mundane stats. No, they're not mundane. God, are they mundane? They're great? And speaking of Uncle Dick, uh, I want you to cold call him right now to talk about the coffee can incident. Would you do that? C- call Uncle Dick right now.
0: All right, well, remind the audience and me what I'm asking him and talking about.
3: Okay, it came up on the air, the coffee can incident, that Uncle Dick vandalized the uh, cardboard cover of my Stratomatic baseball game when I was like 11 years old and he'd have been like in high school or something. And and I got back at him during a nap by shaking a uh, coffee can with pennies in it (laughs) right next to his head and violently waking him up. That's the great coffee can incident. And I want to see if he remembers it. Dad, you, this is so much better
0: because he's not going to be able to hear you. You need to do this. Like, I I don't want to have this conversation for you with him. I want you and him to argue over the okay, phone but right now. Am I going to be able to hear both of them? Oh my God, this is great. Okay, now now what you're going to do is is just put your phone on speaker and then keep, the f- go like this, like the way I'm showing you in the picture. Like this? Just, Just, and then don't forget we're here. forget we're here.
3: Just talk to your brother. Hey, Greg. <laughs> he probably won't answer.
0: This is like middle, middle of the day. It's 10 a.m. It's middle of the day for He's him. He's
1: settling down for his afternoon he, coffee.
0: He
3: texted me at 3.30 in the morning to <laughs> confirm that February 18th was okay with him for the gay love date. <laughs> so he may be back, back asleep right now. Him this is did. disappointing. Him and I Dan Levitard was, would get along. Okay. All Greg has
1: right. o for 2 in his last phone call attempts on the show.
3: I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Once more before we sign off here, once more, I want to um, make, once, make an effort. Once more? That's right. Exactly. By the way, I do want to, be, before we, we end this episode, and, and we haven't, have we introduced Andre Agassi yet? No. No.
1: But we have people guessing that you have a neighbor named Andre Agassi.
3: We, we have a major. Oh, good. I like that. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> Because they think we're doing that David
1: Letterman thing again and Charlie oh, Chaplin. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually the tennis legend. This is not somebody who it happens to be named. Dad,
0: can, 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 we and my dad were having like a, like a lunch recently where we we're just kind of talking about the show and, you know, things we could do. And he's just, sorry, I just burped. I don't know if you guys heard that. And he was like, I like that. I like that bit. I think we should keep doing different yeah. like fake. And I'm like, dad, I think we've done that. I think I think we're good on that bit. Of, okay. Although the, the the guy bouncing his boobs,
3: that was good. I will admit uh, that was pretty David Letterman. But the and one Charlie that, Chaplin was good. Charlie Chaplin was terrible. No, he wasn't. that
1: he didn't give <laughs> us anything for social. He was a funny guy, but he didn't yeah. give us anything that we could use beyond that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Well, which is anyway. really,
0: which is really all we're doing it for, because no one is in their car listening to our podcast version of this and being like, "Man, this is fun. I'm glad they did this. This is this has made my day better." Okay.
3: I, I think everybody's saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to do dad jokes and three facts, Jack, because I feel like we haven't done them forever. No. Okay, so. Let's, let's go to Agassi,
1: then we'll take a break.
0: Yes, the, the, it would be disrespectful to put those things ahead of Andre Agassi.
3: Yeah, and, and Andre Agassi, Agassi is a, is a big-time guest. We're happy to have him. He's promoting Pickleball 2 Slam down here, Pickleball Slam 2, whatever it's called, and, uh, and we uh, really appreciate so it. So, yeah, let's get to Andre Agassi. That's the way you said it.
2: There he is. Hey, hey guys, I was actually- Hey, Andre, how are you doing? There was a little confusion. I tried the cell, the cell number on the contact. I didn't realize it was a Zoom, my bad. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, no problem. Uh, the, the little word on the lower left says Steph, so if she wants to join the interview, we uh, would welcome that.
2: Yeah, I had to jump <laughs> on her computer because I was so, like, not prepared. Okay. Uh, uh, thanks for oh,
3: joining sh- us. I really appreciate it. It's oh, an honor. Man. I've been uh, following <laughs> your career since the uh, since the early 90s, for sure. Um, Are you good, Andre? No. you
2: good to start? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm good. Sorry for the panic. No, no. no, I, I no, just, no as okay. long as you're good. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all, I'm all set. I'm all set. Yeah, what's happening? Okay, well, uh, I want to talk to you about, uh, later,
3: I want to talk to you about living in Las Vegas, which is absolutely blowing up as a sports town. It's got to be a, <laughs> an exciting place to live, even beyond the Strip and, and all the usual Vegas stuff. But, but first, the reason you're on, uh, you're in Pickleball Slam 2, which is February 4th at the Hard Rock, where all of us down here have seen so much live entertainment and lost so much money. It's been great. It's great. We love the Hard Rock. And um, I want to talk to you about the roster change. This is interesting to me because uh, last year, you and Andy Roddick in Pickleball One, the inaugural, you and Andy Roddick uh, kicked the ass of McEnroe, John McEnroe and Michael Chang. And now we've flipped the script and uh, And both of you have different partners. How did that come about?
2: yeah, yeah, yeah it was you know it's it's been a real evolution. I mean obviously the sport of pickleball is just growing crazy and 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 the interest from a participation standpoint especially so so last year, you know we all kind of it was weird we i mean we had a conversation probably in November before, right so and we were talking about it, and like nobody was sure they wanted to do it. It was like. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't played it. What have you, and we all kind of committed to just competing in a whole different arena, a whole different thing that we really knew nothing about at the time uh but we obviously grew up with a with a racket in our hands so so we all kind of agreed to it, so it was like exploratory, and then after we played, it became more about like just how much enjoyment we got out of it and how much it sort of has added to our lives since then and so from that moment, it's been like a thought process on what would be cool to do for Pickleball Slam 2? I mean, um, you know, and I couldn't think anything better than including my wife, and and John's always fun to beat up on, so, you know, he (laughs) had a say in who he wanted his partner to be, and, you know, we just kind of figured it out. Yeah,
3: uh, uh, 42 Grand Slams among this four, and uh, the first couple of tennis, Graf and Agassi, represent 30 of those 42 Grand Slams. (laughs) Not that I'm keeping track, but it would seem uh, as if you guys have to be the betting favorite. Uh, we, we had McEnroe on the show last year at this time. And you know, John, he's an older guy. He's a curmudgeon. And he was sort of grousing and admitting that he wasn't a huge pickleball fan. He didn't really know it. Uh, but but you are, right? Like you've invested in it and you genuinely like this uh, hybrid I'm, sport. I
2: am so into it. I mean, I'm so into it. Not, it's not even like a comparative, right? I was like, are you a pickleballer or are you a tennis player? It's like, there's no reason why these two areas can't play nicely in the sandbox. I mean, I played tennis my whole life. It is by far the most demanding of all racket sports as it relates to when you step on a a field, you never know when you're going to get to the bottom of your tank or if you're going to get to the bottom of your tank. I mean, all that, all that I'll, I'll, you know, I've lived my life playing tennis, but nevertheless, what can you do at 53 years old that you can actually say you're getting better at, right? It's like, I mean, from an athletic perspective, and I love that fact. It, it, it really blends with my process of, of, of just my processing, and, and it's, a, it's a really unlearning of tennis in a lot of ways. And then I also love how community-driven it is in the, in the sense that, I mean, me and my wife have gotten into it. We actually exercise. It's a great outlet through it. We have friends that come to town that never played it. You can get people together that are all different levels and everybody can engage with it and improve quickly, you know? So it's just, a, it, it's, it, every time I experience it with a new group in my life on an anecdotal basis, I'm just more thankful for pickleball. So I, I'm into it. It's a blast. It's a blow of calories. It's a demand mm. physically that people don't realize until they do it. You know, that ball's never where you want it. There's a lot of urgency on the front end to make sure you get to that wiffle ball unlike tennis tennis is a lot of sort of dancing with the ball and then exploding through pickles kind of like you have to be urgent and then you have to calm down right so it's a whole different sensibility and whole different challenge and a whole different level of competition and and i'm I'm having a blast with it
0: if you had to if you had to change the name of tennis to uh, like a food item ball to compete (laughs) with pickleball what would you go with (laughs) food item because pickleball is working for pickleball like if we were trying to rebrand tennis i think
2: pickleball is working in spite of the name pickleball (laughs) (laughs) i I mean let's let's start with that for crying out loud yeah I know. Right. I mean, then, be- I mean, I could help pickle out with the scoring, you know, but t- listen, tennis tennis had its own evolution, too, yeah. and 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 still can. Right. I mean, there's still some rules you would say, geez, why can't we get past this for crying out loud? Why can't we just do that? And then I think it's the same in, in, in any sport. It's just growing way faster than the industry itself. It's like a fast growing town and the medical industry. Right. It's like you go into this fast growing town, which Vegas has been for 30 years. and and the medical kind of can't keep up with it because it's the demand is there and they're overmatched. And then finally, you know, a great big city figures it out. And same thing with the sport growing this fast. It, it needs some time to settle into to all the things that really work well and the things that they can live without. Uh,
3: how would you describe uh, or, or define the relationship between pickleball and tennis? Because they're sort of, you know, I think of pickleball as tennis junior, but do you like... Are, Are they even related or are they totally different sports? How do you look at the two?
2: So it depends if you're talking singles or doubles, right? So if you're talking singles and pickleball and singles and tennis, tennis translates pretty seamlessly in the sense that you, uh, there's not a lot of unlearning. There's a few things you need to understand and learn, right? Which you can process as a, person has played a racket sport your whole life, you can process that fast and you can do it. So I could go to a college player, in my opinion, anywhere in the country, I could handpick by the eye test, right, size, speed, you know, ball contact, you know, athleticism, soft hands. I can You can handpick the tennis player, he's never picked up a pickleball racket, and in a matter of a few months, he's going to be an imposition on a pickleball singles court doubles however is a whole different deal you know and and it would take a lot longer for any tennis player to sort of get skilled enough to compete with those that have spent you know a handful of years if not more doing it i mean i had the luxury of playing with riley newman recently who's just fantastic it was great to be around him just as a person but then watching watching his skill set the margins are so are so minimal like there's so many things he does "Ah, i can do that but you don't do it quite as well. And the difference of not doing it quite as well is, 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 is the Grand Canyon, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's, it's really a specialized activity. Andre, I wanted to play because of you. You were my third
1: sports hero ever. And uh, be- because of you, I used to play on my side yard, play tennis, Goodwill wooden racket. I'd go, Agassi, Yeti, Agassi, <laughs> Yeti, I'd rotate. And of course I'd cheat to beat you all the time. Uh, but, but tennis Congrats. wasn't, we were really poor. And tennis wasn't very financially accessible to play competitively, at least. Do you see pickleball as being a an easier gateway into competitive tennis, or is it? Do you still see a lot of the barriers that would have existed in in tennis, you know, thirty years ago or so?
2: So uh, that's a great question, and it's a great sort of you know a prism to look at it through. Which is unquestionably, this can translate. It's more economically sort of affordable and and scalable if you will on a grassroots level the 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 thing that you're really left with though is you're left with does pickle eventually translate to tennis and and to me that answer is no tennis can can sort of trickle into pickle so when you when you have tennis as your main background you got strings you got a long lever you have all sorts of exaggerated spins and all sorts of real estate to cover so there's a, there's a lot of high wire dancing that goes into that then then you go to a paddle that doesn't have the the strings and the grip and the and the, the ability to maybe get a ball up and down quite as quick you go to a whiffle maybe the ball's more you know you know it doesn't doesn't listen to your every command the same way a tennis ball does but you can kind of simplify everything you learned in tennis and bring it down to a level where your ability to grow in the nuance of what pickleball offers is, is achievable. So I, I don't think if you grew up playing pickleball, you will ever um, graduate into tennis because that, that, that demand is, is, a, is a whole different animal.
3: Andre, you were, are, not the past tense, you are an all-time great in tennis. Um, Steffi, in women's tennis, even greater. Not to demean you, but I think you would <laughs> agree with that. She is like all time, all time. Now, I've been married a long time, uh, I'm happy to say my wife makes a lot more money than I do. When you got when you and Steph are having a an argument, does she sometimes hold those 22 Grand Slams over you at all in a subtle way, or uh, is that verboten in the relationship?
2: Well, I'm I'm sort of shrewd. I don't bring one trophy home because if I did, she would. So, <laughs> <laughs> would? We- When we got together, we sort of said, no, we're, you know, the tennis isn't our identity. We don't need trophies in the house, right? So, so there's no, no, you know, I tell you what, I mean, it's a great question. And there's, there's some downsides to um, your wife being better at you at everything. And there's some upsides, right? So one of the upsides is if she leaves me, I get half. So let's just, (laughs) let's just call that like it is. Uh, But the, you know, the, the thing that I'll say most about her is unlike so many others, including myself, um, if you spend two minutes with her, you'll almost forget everything she's ever accomplished. That's how understated she really is, and and I respect her for it, admire her for it, I'm inspired by it. So, um, I I mean, I'm not even gonna dare say because um, you won't believe it. We don't we don't know what fighting is. I swear we both have the same. We both are a lot alike in in some healthy ways, and we're opposite in some very let's just say unhealthy ways so that we can compliment each other and in, in some of our struggles but uh but arguing or fighting or, or coming to terms that's never been our issue but she is uh she's uh, she's remarkable because you it's easy to forget everything that she's done
0: andre i forgot to say on the front end i'm good buddies with marty fish who nice. i i through golf i've met him and uh he says hello to you i meant to say that on the front end uh, do you have any good marty fish stories that we could Drop in here.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't know Marty. Marty is a, is a great dude. He's a lot of lot of fun to hang out with, and quite a talent. I mean, one of the great backhands that I've ever played the yeah. game. One of the great service actions that I've ever played. And the now game. he's crushing
0: know. the. Now he's crushing the golf celebrity. I
1: know, I who's know. better on
2: the golf course? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Marty is next level. I mean, he's he's next level. But his arm, you know, he I, I and and I mean this very respectfully, Marty he wasn't. He doesn't come across as the greatest athlete ever, right? I mean, right. wasn't very fleet of foot, you know, and, 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 and you just kind of went, why is he so good at everything he does? But we were, remember we were on a, some tennis courts one time and there was like three kind of side by side and then there was this pavilion at the end and everybody was trying to take this little spiral nerf, not, not nerf, but one of those plastic little footballs and they were trying to hit the pavilion. You know, we had some people with some arms throwing yeah. this thing. Marty comes out there and goes, you know, give me a try, picks up the thing and doesn't take more than two steps and proceeds to launch it on top of the pavilion. (laughs) It was like, you have no idea what a live arm that that guy had until you really saw him apply it to something that was so foreign.
0: What were your uh, strangest or most uh, comical, maybe even game day rituals or superstitions?
2: Um. You know, superstition is an interesting word. I do believe some people are superstitious. I, I I believe most people in tennis are. It's not so much about superstition. It's more about um, um, activities that remind you how to stay incredibly present because you have to be present every single second because every moment determines the outcome of that match. And there's that you're always living with that intensity, right? So for me, like I, I never stepped on a tennis line in between points. I didn't not step on a tennis line because it was bad luck. I didn't step on the tennis line because I just always wanted to remind myself how important it was for me to know where I was on the tennis court at all times, right? Or I'd go back to the towel or I'd go back or I wipe my hat a couple times, you know? These are all kind of reminders we do to say, okay, whatever took place, forget about. Whatever's gonna happen doesn't exist right now. All that matters is getting focused. And I think you find that a lot more in tennis. You You got like an OCD, appearing kind of like Raphael Nadal who goes through all his little ticks. But I think those ticks are honestly, for me when I watch it, they're they're just like these little reminders that this point is really important. You know, that this serve is really important, that this shot is really important. And I think that's a testament to a mental muscle and discipline that uh that exists on, you know, maybe other sports have have it to the same degree, but I can say that no sport has it more.
3: Andre, we're going to let you go in a minute, but uh, I have to ask you: Have you ever, in your illustrious career, faked a mid-match bathroom break just to try to derail an opponent?
2: <laughs> no, I was such a glutton for punishment that if I felt like I needed to derail an opponent, I was usually so pissed at myself that I felt like I deserved it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but but there were there were times where after the like, I remember playing Rafter and. Australia and I I had lost the third it was I mean semifinals and crowd Australian rooting for him it was like a concert and humid and it was you're sweating hot as hell and uh and when he won the third set the crowd went to a whole new level and it was so loud but I was also wet I was like you know what I get a bathroom break to change my clothes I'm going to do it I didn't really need the clothes as much as I just needed to just kind of clear my head let some of that you know, blood pressure come down a bit and come out slightly more prepared to settle into hopefully a new match. I mean, you know, but all within the lines of of, of the game. But I, I can't honestly say I I ever disrupted a match because I felt like somebody was getting the better of it. To me, that was somebody earning it. And and again, I was too much, I had too much self. Uh, I was, I, I could beat myself up way too much to to not allow that to continue. It's like, I deserve it. I'm getting it. I deserve it.
0: What? But what were the most the best examples of an opponent using some sort of unwritten rule where you are sitting over there, like, oh, you're you're doing a thing right now? Like, are there like any
1: gamesmanship? Right.
0: Unwritten rules, gamesmanship. Like, what for you as like when your opponent would do something? What would be the most frustrating?
2: Uh, you know, so like I always I always was frustrated by tennis always having a greater importance to everybody around me than it necessarily did to me at the moment, right? It's like, I just wanted to just go to work. And every time an opponent kind of brought in any gamesmanship, which is go to the starting line, you're in the locker room, you're about to walk out, and then they're going to call the match. You know what time you're playing. Nobody's confused on when you're walking out, but somehow they're not ready for another seven minutes. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it was always things around the tennis. It wasn't so much Inside the, inside the lines. I mean, you would have some, some people that could make things personal inside the lines, but it was, it was kind of always outside the lines where, where guys were trying to, uh, you know, just anything to let you know that they believe they're there, they believe they can disrupt you, they believe they, you know, just making it about anything that didn't exist. Just, just, just tennis. It's like it would drive me crazy or, or I'm waiting at the door first, right? To walk out into the stadium court. They're not announcing it like the US Open. It's just normal stadium court where you're just one of the many stops on the hamster wheel. I have my bag. I've been waiting to go. I could put my bag down, but I'm waiting to walk. And then boom, all of a sudden it's like time to go and your opponent just walks out first. It's like, really? And then they take the first chair that's there, not, you know, not this. It's like. Just, just the stuff that irritates you about normal people. Was it Becker? Uh, you know, Becker had his issues, but <laughs> I, I had my issues. We had our issues together. Uh, but, but no, he, he, was, he was a pretty straight-up competitor, but he liked to get personal.
3: <laughs> final, final note before we let you go. I, I wanted to bring up Vegas because it's, it's blowing up as a sports city. It's where the Super Bowl is this year. I'm wondering, do you have like a, 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 a favorite Vegas team? Do you follow all the sports? Are you going to the Super Bowl? Tell me about being born and raised in Las Vegas.
2: Oh, well, those are t- 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 different they're different questions there. Let <laughs> me start by saying I'm such a veganite. I'm such a homegrown, um, you know, vegas is so in my blood that my team is is the team i'm betting on yes yeah. same same <laughs> period period and i mean it with all due respect if i yes. if i if i don't think the raiders are gonna cover well then i'm taking the plus points yeah. baby yeah. I, that's <laughs> that's my deal but uh um i love how i've seen it grow i love what the city offers um i mean you know i could i could sell you on this city in so many ways but um, but the truth is, we are we are a a culture of can do. You know, this is a this city's built in the middle, middle of the desert. And New York has its its culture and its spirit. If you can make it there, you make it. Any you got to survive. You got to fight. Here, it's like if you dream it, you can actually do it. And and that that culture really has has only gotten more and more. And, and we you know being born here, I, I never thought we'd be able to get to a point where we had you know, sports franchises, let alone, you know, the Formula One and uh, the Aces of the WNBA. And then you got the hockey and we win the Stanley Cup, the finals the first year and the Raiders come. Now we have the baseball coming and rumors of other things. It's like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's great for me uh, being a resident because people that act like they're coming to Vegas to visit me that I don't really want to necessarily spend some time with. I just kind of send them down to go see something on the strip, you know?
3: Well, we're going to be there for the Super Bowl, so I assume we can, uh, you can put us up in the cottage out back in the, uh, in the <laughs> Agassi <laughs> second house. So we look forward to that. Uh, I want to thank you, Andre, seriously, sidewalk. because this uh, pickleball slam in just two years, it's become a major event down here. And, and I think it's if you're a tennis fan or a pickleball fan, it's worth flying in for. It's February 4th at the Hard Rock in Hollywood. And it's seminal, it's, uh,
2: seminal hard rock. We're on ESPN primetime live. Yes. It's going to be epic.
3: It's great. It's Andre and, and his legend wife, Steffi Graf. Against Old Man McEnroe and At Maria and Seminole Seminal Hard Rock.
0: So. You can get the bets in. Oh, it's. I mean, I don't even know if you can bet on pickleball, but just you can get your bets in.
2: So. I can't. I can't leave Vegas all behind. I got to go somewhere else to exactly. so <laughs> <laughs> You can
3: bet on everything. Is the rule of thumb. Uh, Andre, thanks for joining us. Seriously, awesome. really enjoyed Thank it.
2: Thank you, guys. I'm sorry for the being a few minutes late. No problem.
3: No no worry. Thank yeah. you. Ciao, ciao. Thanks.
0: pickleball slam 2 with andre agassi and other legends of the game including his wife february 4th go to pickleball slam.com pickleball to slam.com wherever the hell it is go the pickleball com. do that because it's going to be a great event greg cody might be out there sheets giggles guys is our lover i just made love on them last night i'll be blunt <laughs> Well, I don't know why I said that. I didn't I actually didn't I, now I'm feeling really awkward because my dad's <laughs> staring at me in his zoom. I, I'm oh, kidding. You're I didn't have a- so much trouble. I didn't actually do that. I just said it to be funny. Sheet Giggles. Giggles. <laughs> She's fantasized. G- She's com slash Greg. Promo code Yeti for an extra 10% off, guys. Everything is 14% off currently. Okay. 14 plus 10. That is 24% off the entire site when you use code Yeti. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg.
1: Also, if you buy a mattress right now, you can get two
0: of anything else for free. They're that good. They're damn good. And you can change your sleep game with the softness and the coolness and the comfort of their sheets, their pillows, their comforters, their mattresses, every single thing in the game. Give it as a gift. You'll get the text that they love it. Give it for yourself. You'll get more of it because you're like, holy crap, I'm sleeping better than I have in years. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg promo code Yeti for 24% off. Greg is wearing the glasses that he bought and they are kind kind of growing on me. I'm not going to lie.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Like they are clearly, I think designed for women, but like everything in fashion, if you just kind of own it.
1: Exactly. It, I mean, your level it, of confidence goes a long way to making and, it work. Yep. And
0: with the shape of your head, it kind of just looks like they're floating on your head. Cause I can't see the sides of your head because your head kind of like moves inward. What? So like
3: <laughs> moves inward.
0: Like, most glasses have to go straight back on people's heads. Your head yeah. kind of, like, goes in.
1: Like, yeah. Well, like, like a peanut? Well, like as peanut. we discussed a couple weeks ago off air, the Cody's don't have ears when you're looking at them straight forward. Yeah. You guys have flat, pinned-back ears. That's true.
3: You're right. Yeah, yeah Christopher has no ears. I <laughs> do
0: you hear? Yeti has pointed out things throughout in recent weeks that, alar- or is alarm- that are alarming to me. That that, the ear <laughs> thing? The fact that I don't have ears and the fact that everyone in our family says, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: a good observation. You'll, you'll do the same thing with what are you talking about, too, if I remember right. right. What are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about. Yeah, you'll say that the same way as well. <laughs> oh. And it's usually, it's usually what are you doing? What are you talking about? Dude, like, do yeah. all
0: families have this? And it's weird because it's like all of us. It's not like just me and my dad. It's like no, no, you're my right. brother does it like it's it's weird.
1: They probably do. I'm trying to think, but it's it's harder to see when it's your own family. And right. that cuz I'm trying to think about things that my, right. my family does. And I know there are things that I still sound like my dad or sound like my mom yeah. when I say. But I can't think of them all like someone would have to point them out to me.
0: Yeah.
3: Has Graceland picked up on that? Do you hear her saying, "What are you doing?" No. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Not yet. I would like that. You know what? I want to do dad jokes.
1: Greg, it's been weeks since you've, because I don't even think the last episode you got to throw out any dad jokes.
3: No, I think it's been weeks. Laura <laughs>
1: texted us after the fact, very worried, as
3: you always well, do. You know, I want what I want. Let's dad get it jokes. over with. Number three. I'll be right back. <laughs> what is a skeleton's favorite instrument?
1: The
0: strombone.
1: Correct. Oh, yeah. The trombone. Not a strombone, Uh a trombone. (laughs) This is not an Italian dish. Uh, Stromboli.
0: Man, I just made made a stromboli uh, a musical (laughs) instrument. instrument. All right, so
3: so you do not get credit for being right. I rescind my... No, uh, I still... uh,
0: I feel like I still just get that, though, because I I, I, I got the right pun. I found the pun.
3: Number two, what do you call it when two letters make a wager? When two
0: letters... Make a wager, correct. An
1: alphabet, correct.
3: Now that's right.
1: You nailed it. Wow, get one more right, Chris,
3: and he has to retire the segment. This is it. Oh man, yeah, that's true. If if you guys get this right, I have to pause Dad joke for at least two weeks. Oh wow, that's not that's not retired. Okay, number one. What do you say to the musician who plays a triangle in the orchestra? Hold on. What do you say to the musician? Who plays, plays a triangle,
1: triangle in the orchestra. I don't know. Thanks for every ting. Ah, there was no way we'd ever That's get that. terrible. Ting.
3: Thanks for every ting. Three Facts Jack. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for
2: Three Facts Jack.
3: There are, number three. There are I actually six like de- that sounder at the back better. What sounder? Speaking of butt stuff. Yeah. Number three, there are 65 places in America where three states touch. I thought you just did number three.
1: No, he started, he tried to, but then we interrupted him. Right. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait,
3: so, so, so on dad jokes, you count up. No, on dad jokes, I go three, two, one. On three facts, Jack, I do three, two, one. That's dumb everywhere. Number three, there are 65 places in America where three states touch, but only one quadra point where four are joined. The Four Corners Monument, at the intersection of arizona colorado new mexico and utah allows a tourist to say they visited four states in less than one minute or all at once right is it
1: that close where you could like be on all fours yeah i think if you lay out i think so but i could be wrong i've
3: never i wonder if anyone's ever had sex in all four states at one time probably number two the tenth president of the united states john tyler who served in the 1840s has a living grandson Harrison Ruffin Tyler, born in 1928, still walks the earth at age 95. Ruffin Tyler is what we call the person
0: that had sex in all four states. (laughs) In all four states. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, you look like Nana right
3: now. (laughs) Who won? The cough is winning right now. Number one. And this this I just learned uh, a couple of weeks ago at a kid's party. Number one. Chuck E. Cheese, rat mascot of the eponymous kids' fun centers, has a full name. It is Charles Entertainment Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So much. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I don't know why, but I do. It's on his birth certificate. Charles Entertainment Cheese. That kind of thing. Um, I really want to thank Andre Agassi again. I can't do it enough. I I appreciate him. Uh, Andre Agassi, Steffi Graf. What would
0: you ask him about?
3: What are you talking about?
0: What, like, what, what questions were your favorite?
3: Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, questions, a question. But, but listen, if I'm setting the odds, is that why? Is that because we
0: recorded that three weeks ago, and you're pretending, be. and you're pretending to be enthusiastic about it on the back end, even though yeah, you have no I think recollection of I anything think that's we very talked possible. about? Possible. Yeah, that's I, very I do possible. remember it was a pleasant interview. But I, like you, don't remember a single thing we talked about. I was remember was everything.
1: Interview. But Andre was one of my first sports heroes. Like, like when yeah. Jane found out that we, she's like, "That's your hero," and she like, "You don't have to go to Wilco's basketball game tonight. Just stay, get that done." Like she was I, so excited for that, me.
0: That actually reminds me. I do remember Yeti at some point grabbing the steering wheel and going
1: Yeti Agassi.
3: Yeti,
0: yes, that's Agassi. how that's
1: how I played tennis on my on the side of my house because <laughs> I couldn't wow. go. I, I couldn't afford to play I think, competitively. I had no friends.
0: I think the weeks later, Andre Agassi is still
1: thinking about <laughs> Yeti agassi yeti yeah agassi it's the a story better if you can make it personal because <laughs> i'm there somewhere in this world there's at least and probably only one other person who has done that and they feel seen now
0: if you ever see him somewhere maybe you'll see him in vegas i believe he lives in vegas he does will you go up to him and be like i'm the guy from the greg cody show that was yeti agassi
1: and yeti. he's gonna be like will you come to my house and play tennis against Whoa. me without me
3: there Oh, I want to have him on our show. Up I there. could go
1: play tennis against the side of Andre Agassi's
3: house. I thought Let's that was go going somewhere else. All right, I'm, <laughs> try, I'm trying Uncle Dick's number one last time. All right, good. This is good. Hello, hey Greg, hey Greg.
1: Who won? What the hell is he doing right now? What could he? His do? third nap of the day. Yeah. He's probably He's
0: at Earl's Hideaway. Just looking for
3: his phone somewhere. Probably like. <laughs> <laughs> he's at earl's hideaway having a uh, a morning brew he never answers he's like levitard you call him he never answers
0: he always answers for me should i call him that'd be funny try, it, I don't want, try. i'm not gonna do the whole thing all right no he's just not stories. answering me
3: anyway uh check out pickleball slam two. google it buy tickets I'm, I'm predicting right now it's february 4th i'm predicting andre agassi and superstar wife Steffi Graf are going to kick the ass of old man John McEnroe and Maria Sharapova. So let's see if I'm right. Old man Maria Sharapova? Yep, that's right. She's the young the young one of the four. Anyway, that kind of thing, huh? Hey, podcast fam. There appreciate you joining us as always. Thank you for uh, enduring Christopher eating eggs during the middle of the broadcast. We appreciate it. Get ready to go see us in Vegas. Yes. That's all I got. There. Okay. Okay. Vegas. Woo! Very soon, we will do at least one podcast and perhaps two from Las Vegas. How about that? All right. See you all. Good night. That kind of thing. And you know it. Where's where I can't hear you. You're mouthing words, and I can't hear you. All right, you're gaslighting me. I'm being gaslit. I'm being lit by gas and set on fire. My headphones are in, dummy.